Warning, the following podcast is conducted by trained professionals. Any attempts to replicate opinions given in this production may result in serious physical and or mental disfigurement. Viewer discretion is advised. Watch out, Star Wars. You got a new competitor in town, and it's Laser Blast. The 1978 classic that was in theaters, Laser Blast. One word. Uh, basically, you know, we're just going to hop into it. It's Laser Blast. What else do you have to say? It's about this little dweeby guy who doesn't learn how to button up a shirt for the whole movie. And he finds uh, Samus uh, arm gun and he laser blasts people. It's kind of like the blob. Um, where alien thing crash lands in small rural town and chaos ensues. If you reduce the blob down to bare bones. And like, kind of like killer clowns from outer space. Alien thing crash lands, town gets destroyed, yada yada, FBI clearance level 7 comes in and, you know, puts it in its place. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this movie, you know, really brightened up my week. It's just such a, such a fun, you know, California teen romp. It's, it's something for the whole family, really, and, uh, I think we'll have a lot of fun talking about it here. Yeah, I mean, take the floor, go for it. Let's, let's hear what you think. So, basically, yeah, as you said, the story stars this guy, um, his name's Billy. He's a, Steve Buscemi's son. He, he looks, he does look like Steve Buscemi. He looks, he's a teenager, but he does look like he's 35, unfortunately. It's a rare affliction. He's but, the oldest you know, teenager I've ever seen. <laughs> he's down on his luck because, you know, his mom, he wakes up one day and his mom is leaving to Acapulco. With who? <laughs> we don't know. She's doing it again. All right. Apparently he's got no dad. And then he goes to his girlfriend's place and her grandpa comes out and he's just ridden with PTSD and he's just yelling shit and screaming at him. He says, I'm going to kill you and come back. (laughs) Sleepy Joe, (laughs) but it kind of looks like Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, by the way. Kind of. So definitely Sleepy Joe. So he can't even see his girlfriend. He's pissed. He's cruising down the highway. These stupid ass cops who are smoking weed in the <laughs> truck come. They pull him I over. Love that. They give him a big ass ticket, even though his insurance is already doubled. You know, he's having a shitty day and maybe a shitty life at this point. Okay. Oh, and to top it all off, okay, he goes to this gas station, and these two guys <laughs> who look like <laughs> these two guys come up. Uh, and they try to, and they have a little American graffiti scene, uh, yep. except it's like American graffiti, except everyone looks like they're thirty five, uh, which I guess is kind of true to American graffiti. But anyway, uh, they ha- they try to start a little race. You know, you guessed it. His car, his little van won't even start. They drive away. They make fun of him. What's a man to do when he's down on his luck? You know, what else is there to do but go out into the desert? find drink a laser drink a coke uh this movie i'm pretty sure was sponsored by coke (laughs) and they go out into the desert or he goes into the desert and he finds 
a laser cannon and a little metal pendant that he needs to operate it. And now, you know what? Uh, just one little moment like that can turn a guy's life upside down. And that's the story of Laser Blast here. The movie uh, itself is crap. It's a really bad movie. But on the spectrum of really bad it's movies... It's on the spectrum. <laughs> On the spectrum of so bad it's good films, I think it falls into the this is firmly enjoyable category. Okay? Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that makes this movie funny. First of all, th- there's a lot of funny characters in this, okay? And number one, like I talked about the grandpa. He's only in here for a couple of scenes. But just his appearance as just like uh, a delusional old man wearing pajamas and then his like colonel uniform on top of that that's just such a classic depiction it's a good time you know it's funny the cops in this movie are my favorite characters i think they're a great duo i don't let me see if i can find their names it's uh deputy uh unger and then deputy jeep okay so the first scene when they pull over billy they're in the car and (laughs) deputy jeep is smoking a doink that he took off a teenager and his eyes are are so wide it looks it's comical how <laughs> how high he is at first i thought that was because he's trying to be high but i then found out that's just how he looks all the time you know it's a classic physical comedy scenario where one guy's a string bean and one guy's huge but <laughs> my favorite running gag is that a deputy unger will look at whatever jeep has which is either a joint or some food and he'll be like what do you got there and he'll be like, you know, I got some food or I got lunch. And he'll be like, that's that's bullshit, you know. Or uh, you shouldn't be smoking that shit. And he's like, all right, give me a puff. Give me a bite. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is funny without fail every time. Uh, the reactions are great. They don't give particularly great performances. But it's funny in the sense that there's like a lot of comedic characters in the movie. But I don't really think it's like explicitly a comedy film or like even aiming to be. It's like kind of trying to be serious. You know, I mean, the my movie favorite part. On... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say the movie and we'll talk about the ending later ends on a pretty dour note. So I figured that the atmosphere was trying to be serious. But I mean, this is a very silly flick. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that is clearly intentionally funny and then there's lots of unintentionally funny and then yeah it, it tries to be serious at the end and, and then that's funny uh but yeah the funniest scene for me and i'll probably wreck on this later because i always do but for now the funniest scene to me is when we first see the two cops smoking or the one cop smoking and he says why are you smoking that shit or why are you smoking that and the other cop goes mm, shit and I still don't know what he's saying or what that means, but he just goes, mm, shit. Yeah, shit, mm, shit, you know, it's just, you know, hey, <laughs> you know how it is. And then the cop, like, goes to chase Billy or whatever, and then the, he does, like, a mini donut, and then suddenly the car stops on a dime, and then the fat guy, the fat cop looks at the other cop, and then the wide-eyed cop just does like a little whoopsie face (laughs) like whoops i'm so high and then they just drive off normally (laughs) that was great that was just a great little scene to have um 
those guys are like they get the bulk of the comedic relief in the film and then the rest of the characters are more devoted to you know serious antics we have his girlfriend kathy you know they love each other but they you know they they don't have problems per se but you know billy's kind of down on his luck and and Kathy wants to make him feel better, but they have a somewhat sweet relationship, if not at all convincing. Uh, there's a really awkward love scene later on in the film between them. It's not room level, okay, where it's extended and explicit and with a lot of cheese. Room or the room? It's not the room level. The room sex scenes are just, I won't even mention them right now. Um but the room, it's not quite the room level. It's just like a clo- just a few close-ups, but it is kind of weird, especially when you just see their mouths pressed together in close-up. It just didn't sit right with me. I, it didn't. It didn't have a very romantic tone, unfortunately. Especially for when the morning after, you know, you find out the guy you're sleeping with is a green-skinned monster man, and that's. <clears throat> That's, I guess, the rest of the plot of the movie there is that Billy gets this laser gun and, you know, he's having a good time with it because it's a laser gun. It looks really cool and he can blow shit up. But what you find out, and it's alluded to in the beginning of the film, which is actually a decent cold open. And I actually enjoyed this cold open, like, just from, like, a filmmaking perspective because we don't get any explanation, but when you watch the movie, you know, you, you realize what's going on. It's just this green skin man who looks just like an earth man in earth clothes but he's just got horrid teeth and sullen eyes and green skin and he's running through the desert with the laser gun and then these two aliens come up they kind of look like a cross between et and the baby from Eraserhead, and they they hunt this guy down and they have a little fight and then they disintegrate him and kill him and then his laser gun and pendant are left behind and that's what billy finds I know one thing that's applauded a lot in this film is the stop motion for the aliens, which admittedly is pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. Uh, one thing I don't like is that the aliens, um, their audio is apparently 50 meters away from the mic in an echo chamber. So whenever they talk in the movie, it sounds a little bit like this. It sounds like, I don't even know if you can hear that. <laughs> I, I'm, maybe that's by design i swear to god when i was listening to them and i forgot exactly what he said but in the scene when they um when before they go to billy at towards the end of the film when they're watching footage of him i swear i heard him say like a two-word sentence i don't know if they were meant to be saying stuff that was jarbled or if that was just me making it up i heard that too yeah okay you know what i'm talking about okay but the aliens look pretty good. They have a little ship. The ship looks okay. But the stop motion is just surprisingly fluid. Um, and it's pretty convincing. The models are nice too. There's scenes when, you know, when it's juxtaposed with real life. Like at the ending scene when he, they fight with Billy. That looks kind of <laughs> crappy. When uh, they, like, they don't scale it and the aliens are standing on top of the building and they look 70 meters tall. Yeah, that one. That was a bit of a misstep um in the effects department but but the aliens themselves look pretty good they kind of like whenever you look at pictures from this film you see those aliens so you'd think they'd be a focal point of the film but just so you know they just appear like for a couple of brief scenes they're just the source of the alien weaponry in this and they kind of serve as antagonists as well i want to talk Um, about one just small plot hole okay at the beginning of the movie. Not a plot hole, but just crap writing. Um, 
I like the cold opening. I like the idea of it, but the aliens shoot the guy down that has a laser cannon and the pendant. Mm-hmm. And then a little pleasure airplane flies over top. Mm-hmm. And instead of the aliens walking forward and picking up the pendant and the gun, they say, nah, we're out of here. We're yeah. Just, we're dipping. <laughs> and they just leave and uh, never return to get their gun. And then there's a scene. And I guess maybe this was a holiday special, Star Wars holiday special callback. They have a scene where the aliens are talking without subtitles to one another. And I think their supreme leader is chewing them out for leaving the uh, laser blast there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, if only they would have walked two steps and picked it up. Maybe they were high too on weed that they stole <laughs> from kids. On that space weed, man. Remember from Maybe. Uh, Heavy Metal? Against space yep. Yeah, that doesn't really, it doesn't really make sense because they killed this guy for having this dangerous weapon and they, they leave it for a teenager to find which he does within the day and then they have to turn all the way back from like all the way in hyperspace to go get it and then they kill spoiler they kill him later on and then i guess this time they disintegrated the gun too but i it does seem like a little bit of a waste of time unfortunately um so then the rest of the movie billy gets what happens is that when you use the laser blast gun okay you get this weird metal growth in your where the pendant lies on your Why? stomach. Why? It, it's space radiation, man. Don't even... It's it's crazy, man. You don't. Okay. I can't even get into it. It's too much. Okay. And what happens is that Billy kind of gets a Jekyll and Hyde scenario where, you know, in the day he's normal. But then at nighttime, he turns into this green monster that is basically like an animal. He just traipsing around, swinging, and, uh, swinging his arms like a drunk ape everywhere. Uh, and then he takes revenge on the people who are wronging him in everyday life. So the first thing he does is those two jerks who not only um, made fun of him and rode away when they were going to do a race. Uh, by the way, I forgot the other guy's name. There's just one generic jerk guy. And then there's one guy named Froggy. Uh, Froggy is also great. He's just a nerd character. He's exactly like the guy from American Graffiti whose name escapes me. You know what I mean? Which the nerd guy? character? Like the nerd character. Hold on. Let me see if I can find him. Like the one toad. of the main guys? The Toad. He reminds me of the Toad uh, from American Graffiti. Yeah. Like the guy who's like who's riding around with the chick most of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Or some beers. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's, he, he, this is just Froggy. He's just like this good dweeby nerve character. Um, he's just there. <laughs> in okay, there's a scene. Wait, is his his name's Froggy? In in Laser Blast, Froggy. Yeah, it's definitely an American graffiti meme. Um, it is. If it, it, it felt like a meme when they had that scene in the beginning, and then like yeah, his name Froggy. So it's gotta be me. They so they um him and Kathy go to one of their friends Fran's birthday party okay and they're all having a good time you know laughing and eating cake and then he can't find Kathy and then he finds Froggy and Froggy's jock buddy uh in what looks like attempted rape yeah and so he fights them off um <laughs> what's funny about the scene is that when they're fighting Froggy will like jump on top of Billy and then Billy will just <laughs> throw him on the couch. And then he'll jump on him again, and then he'll throw Froggy on the couch again. 
and he does it like two more times throughout the film and froggy's just doing it in such a cartoony manner it's great you know i love camp characters like that and especially in b movies like this you know you don't want every character to be so self-serious you gotta have like a just an absolute com most like just stock character tropes in here so i love that um so he, they wrong him that way because they tried to assault his girlfriend, which is not very cool, in my opinion. So that night, he returns to their home. And then, you know, while he's lurking in the shadows. And one thing I like in terms of shot framing, and this is just one of the small things, is that uh, they'll have Billy lurk in the background. And he's not really hiding. He's just out there. But it's, it's kind of cool when you have, like, two characters talking. And Billy is just very distinctly in the background, just like kind of faded out. It was a cool sort of, not quite a horror shot, but it was like a cool way to just show that Billy is kind of otherworldly. He looks like an alien at that point. So he blows up their car. And then throughout the rest of the movie, he starts killing people, unfortunately. Uh, he kills this doctor who removes his growth which is just like this metal plate in his stomach. Also, I don't know if you can actually just perform surgery like that in a doctor's office. Can you do that? Yeah, why not? So anyway, he just, he just he's like, here's some anesthetic. I'm going to rip this out of your chest. And then the doctor <laughs> decides, you know, this is a weird anomaly. I'm going to run this over to the lab tonight. And then Billy, you know, because he doesn't respect medical practice, he kills the doctor and he blows up his car. One small thing, another good effect in this is that the explosions in this are spectacular. Yeah. And there's like eight of them. A lot. The and the end, at the end of the movie, there's a bunch of them. And I don't know if they just, I don't know if they hit the army surplus store and just got these canisters and napalm or something. Probably. But every explosion is just like huge fireballs, just full, fucking bright red. They just explode. They destroy like four, five, six cars in this. They, they blow destroy, up a gas station. They blow up a gas station. Uh, in the death scene for Unger and Jeep, um, Unger and Jeep stops, or not, sorry, Unger goes to uh, use an outhouse, and then Unger's grabbing a Coke from the outside of the station, and then <laughs> Billy just blows up the outhouse, just absolutely vaporizes it. I'm like, damn, that guy did not survive. And then Unger runs away, and then he gets shot, too. But they blow up the whole station, and it looks really good. Like, that's where all the money went, okay? The it, the laser gun prop itself is, like, you know, it looks Crap. decent. It looks decent. I, I kind of like the design for it. It looks like a cheap toy, though. Um, it needs to be, like, two times smaller. Like, his hand needs to be the gun, but, like, basically the gun is, like, this transparent tube that goes all the way to his elbow, and then yeah. ends at his hand, and then you get another, like, foot or two of gun. So, like, when he's walking, it's just, like, this huge-ass thing. Like, it's so impractical. It's Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny. It, and that's why it's funny when he's, like, swinging around, like, as a deranged creature, because the arm is so big, that, and you can <laughs> see that he's clearly weighted down by it. So he's swinging in, and he's flailing, and it looks really funny. My favorite, one of my other favorite scenes in this movie is at that pool party when this girl just comes up to him and she's just topless um this hasn't happened at a lot of parties i've been to i mean it's happened at some where a topless girl just says hey you want this cake but uh, that that was funny to me where <laughs> titty's fully out hey do you want some cake 
She was hitting the no, I thought there was I thought there was gonna be some scene where like um his girlfriend sees that and she's like, We're done, like can't believe you're messing around with this girl and that was gonna be pushing him over the edge. But yeah, that was just a weird, funny scene. And then of course he acts so awkwardly in the scene. We should talk about the performance years. Okay. Um so Kill Mil Kim Milford plays a Billy. He's pretty shit in this role. Okay, he can't act to save his goddamn life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he, he's got, like, this baked, blank stare throughout, like, the whole film. And he can't really sell anything convincingly. I guess the best portions are when he's just an alien gremlin creature. And he just goes, ah, and swings around. But when he's Billy, he's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, he's not much of a character at all, really. He's just a guy who seems really depressed <laughs> and it might be just because he's got the steve buscemi face you know no offense but it is what it is uh kathy's actually okay her actress is fine uh she's probably like the most convincing in this um i the cia officer perhaps the fbi officer i think his name is tony craig is that who it is dude i don't know probably <laughs> Um, I just he, saw him, like, as, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, FBI guy. That's <laughs> what he was in my head watching the movie. It's like, here we go, big hot shows here. This guy is the most stereotypical, F this is another, like, just perfect stock character that they just saw in this movie, okay? He's the FBI agent, okay? So he's got a, he's got a, he's got a wicked haircut, he's got a business suit, he's a dick to everybody. Rolls yep. into town. I like the in I like the little intro he has where he interacts with this gas station clerk and he just like so off the cuff like the gas station clerk <laughs> has to, tries to offer him some papers to sign like for his credit card and then he looks at it he gets in his car closes the door then opens the window then accepts it just like shit like that <laughs> um, and then um, I like the shot where he like pulls away after he's done. And it just shows the wa license plate of Washington D.C. bicentennial. So you just yep. know this guy's. You just know this guy got sent down by uh, Mr. President here to take care of business. He's basically he's literally just dickhead FBI guy. He goes to the sheriff, and he's like, "Get your feet off the desk. Take that cigar out of your mouth. And stand <laughs> up straight when you're talking to me." And I'm like, "Who's this guy? I think he is." And then he pulls out his card, and the and the sheriff's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know." And I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, that's not how uh, rank works in the judicial system, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure an FBI guy's not going to go over there and command a sheriff to, you know, wipe his ass like that. It was it was just a weird scene. But I also like, love how the sheriff had this uncut prop cigar. Like, he was, so he was just chewing on this cigar for the whole movie. Like, please, just smoke it. <laughs> well he can because the FBI say, uh, agent said not to so oh, it is yeah. what it is so he's on the tail of Billy you know he really doesn't do much at all in the story except be where Billy's been like a day after and then at the end of the movie he can't even help Billy so he's pretty useless but uh, he, he provides some thrills I suppose um, I was talking about the camera work I actually think there's a couple other decent like shots in this surprisingly and like some decent directorial choices i was surprised i also like the scene when billy is um first putting on his laser blast glove not in the desert but later on that night and it's just kind of this dark scene and it's very shadowy and you see billy in the mirror and then just kind of off screen like kind of uh, 
protruding into the frame, you see the laser cannon. He looks at it and he picks it up. I thought that was a cool looking shot. So you can see that there's a little bit of care put into this film. And like I said, again, the effects are good. But even then, there's some really weak stuff, as we mentioned, like the aliens. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the scene in which Billy um, kills Froggy and his buddy, what happens is that they get a new hot rod. And this is definitely, now that I think of it, definitely American Graffiti inspired. They just get this red hot rod car and they're blasting rock and roll music down the highway. Yeah. And, and then Billy, you know, he blows their asses up with his laser gun, which is unfortunate because you don't get a new whip like that all the time. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but for some reason they decide to do slow-mo in the scene. And I suppose it's for dramatic effect. But here's the problem with doing slow-mo uh, in a stunt scene like that. Don't have the guys clearly visible. And don't yeah. have the guys be wearing <laughs> a stunt helmet that is so obvious that it just absolutely blows your immersion to pieces. They're both wearing these helmets. I swear to God, one of them... No, and uh, I, I saw this because the guy's wearing the cowboy hat in the car then when it cuts to the stunt shot you see the guy with the stunt helmet and then a cowboy hat on top i was like what the fuck is this is this serious? and then and then once that's done and the car blows up you can see in the window nobody's in there <laughs> yeah and it's like okay and the slow-mo scene for that portion is so long and maybe it felt so long because i saw that stunt driver and i was just like okay hey, let's get this over with so i can try to enjoy the movie again but it's just so long and unnecessary. I don't know why they chose that particular one. I guess those guys are like his his real nemesises, I suppose. Like, they're the ones who really are ruining his life. I think it's probably the fact that his mom walks out on him and for no reason without announcing it, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a crappy effect and that was whatever. That, that one really pissed me off because it was so obvious. Like, you can't have, like, tinted windows or something, you know, to cover yeah. up it was just too much um and also you know we didn't even talk about like the really shit aspects of this movie here i was about to the dialogue okay you can go ahead i'll let you go ahead sure um i was gonna say like i do like the practical effects on the aliens i like the stop motion one thing that's crap though is they show the ship they have a practical effect for their spaceship and while it's flying um the light on the actual model changes so it will just be randomly lit frame to frame and i was like oh lord oh boy oh boy that's not good um there's one scene that may i still don't understand it it's when billy first finds the laser blaster that's what i'll call it mm -hmm. he throws his bottle of coke on the ground and then it explodes Mm -hmm. um still not sure what happened i like did the gun shoot it because nobody was holding the gun um and things don't randomly combust around the gun N don't get that um i don't know if billy is supposed to be transforming into one of the aliens if so they're not green and they don't have white eyes or sharp teeth don't really get that um and, you know, oh, this is a, a technical thing, but it bothers me in this movie, bothers me in every movie. So there'll be two characters, and they'll be talking. Mm -hmm. And they'll be talking from different angles. Like, let's say one person's taller than the other person's. So, in reality, the taller person should be looking down, and the shorter person should be looking up. Then they do close-ups. In this movie, they do close-ups of people's faces, 
and then they're not talking their eyes are not pointing in the direction that they should be so there's a scene where billy is like hunched over at his girlfriend's car and he's talking down at her and then there's a camera shot close up right up of his face and then he's looking up i'm like okay can can this guy not make eye contact what's what's going on another thing the music overpowers most of the scenes where people are talking like i was like what i rewound like a few scenes i'm like i cannot hear what they're saying like i i can't yeah you know what and some of the music for this movie also is not great they use like some generic like uh tracks for like the rock and rolls like radio car scenes and they're kind of shitty they use a synth score for some of the scenes and like they're I don't know. It was just like it was more grading than like adding any atmosphere to the film. Some of the music in this just feels like they had to have music in it. And apparently, the score was written in like five days, and it was the first time that either the composers had done it. And it kind of shows, to be honest. I also agree about the conversational stuff. That's like the worst part of the film for me. Is first of all, the dialogue is all shit. Okay. Um, there you get classic awful lines like when Cassie's talking to Fran at her party she's like Fran's like people only like only came to my party because of my pool and she's like no you got and then Cassie's like no Fran you got plenty of friends don't worry and then Fran's like yeah as long as I don't run out of pools (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) and and there's just like that's just one example of all this the terrible awful dialogue and this and the worst part is that the dialogue's bad you know, aside for some a couple of comedic scenes that we mentioned where there's some nice exchanges, but all the conversations, I don't know if it's camera work, I don't know if it's the script, I don't know if, if it's a combination of all of them, they're just so stilted and awkward. Like, whenever Kathy and Billy are, are talking, like, oh my god, like, just get this over with, like, it's, <laughs> it's hard to watch, like, it just feels so inauthentic, you know, Billy doesn't sell any line that he's given, so once again, that doesn't help. But when characters have to talk seriously, it really feels like filler. Like, let's just get on to the next time when Billy blows something up with his laser gun. Like, the plot of the movie is pretty thin. You know, it's just guy finds a gun, kills people, and then it ends. So to have, like, nothing really in between really makes it for, like, a pretty, you know, shallow viewing experience overall. And as I said, the plot is pretty bit predictable. As soon as I saw, like, Billy get that laser gun, I knew, like, the ending of the movie. And, you know, I do... I guess we can talk about the ending of the movie. Yeah, go for it. So, at the ending... So, basically, Billy, you know, they find... What happens is that Billy and Kathy, they make love. And then when Kathy wakes up, she sees that Billy's a weird creature. So, she runs home, terrified, screaming. And then, at some point, the FBI officer catches up with her i suppose she explains the situation for him uh to him but um what happens is that billy in his big climax and this is like the climax of the movie and it's so anticlimactic climactic sorry he goes into the center of town which for some reason is super empty and dead uh probably for film production safety reasons and he just starts blowing stuff up so you know he blows up a couple of cars and one scene he blows up a car like three separate times and it takes like a minute and a half and it's whatever the cop car the cop car yeah and he's going crazy um and then bill kathy and the fbi guy show up 
and they see Billy, and then they're like, and then you're like, okay, let's see something that's gonna happen. You know, maybe Kathy will make some plea to Billy. No, the aliens just show up. Uh, as Luke says, they look seven feet tall because they didn't know how to do scale. They shoot Billy from the top of the tower with this super cheap looking ray gun effect, and Billy just goes, you know, in classic B movie fashion, he goes, ah, oh. well, he doesn't make any noise, but he's just shaking. And then, he's, and then he's crumbling and he's on his knees and then he's on the ground and then the aliens just look at him and then they just turn around and leave and that's basically how I felt because then Kathy runs over him and she sees that Billy's dead and then that's the end of the movie just that last shot is just Kathy crying over Billy and then the credits it's just a terrible ending like <laughs> I, I expected Billy to die in this because you know it's <laughs> this is a classic you know shakespearean tragedy of course uh but you know you kind of expect he kills all these people it's not going to get away with it. it doesn't seem like the kind of film for a happy ending but it, the movie just ends so abruptly he just blows up some cars the aliens kill him we don't get any kind of character moment with his girlfriend who's supposed to be the heart of the film the fbi guy does basically nothing in this movie and then the movie ends super abruptly it feels really short, and that's because the movie is short. It's only 80 minutes. Uh, but, like, I mean, as hard of, as it was to watch some of the, like, you know, filler scenes, I would have liked a little bit more in terms of an actual plot here. But, uh, yeah, it's just the end of the movie. I have two things I want to talk about, and then I'm done. Okay. Okay. Number one, this movie has the chutzpah the gojones, <laughs> to even think that it could talk shit about Star Wars. I love that. I, we did, and they I, do it in two part. scenes. <laughs> Number one, Billy goes, I'm pretty sure it's a scene, Billy goes to the police station, and then he's being weird, and they're like, oh, yeah, a guy saw Star Wars about five times. And then there's a scene where Billy's going crazy, where this guy... He just, like, hitchhikes, and this guy picks him up. And then Billy blows up uh, a road sign for uh, Star Wars. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. It's such you, a weird... You, you really thought you were doing something there. It's such a weird... Like, yeah, they mentioned the Star Wars things. And, I mean, this came out in 78. So, of course, that's, that's the zeitgeist. Everyone's talking about Star Wars. Every teenager loves Star Wars. You know, it's yeah. Star Wars huge. But he, they take this pot shot at it with that one scene. And then the the scene where they blow it up, it's so out of place, okay? <laughs> because, you know, it could have been any billboard. Because the point of that scene is that some hitchhiker pillar... <laughs> and it, I guess we forgot to mention it. It's pretty funny. This hippie uh, hitchhiker picks up Billy, and he's rambling. He's not making any sense. He's saying, like, some shit probably saw on a trip. He says, like, man, I was 30,000 feet in the air. You know, I'm falling. I'm seeing shit. Billy's, you know, zombies, not even listening. Yeah, so he blows up this Star Wars sign. It focuses so heavily on the sign and, like, this huge Star Wars poster when he blows it up that it feels like, fuck you. I found out when looking up trivia that apparently the, and I didn't watch it, but the, apparently for the trailer for this movie is, like, um, like, a copy of Star Wars. I don't know if it's meant to be a parody. Really? Uh, yeah, so... To a degree, I guess this movie was just trying to capitalize on the success. Of course, it's nothing like Star Wars at all, uh, except for the fact that there's a laser. There's lasers in it. I guess there's lasers in Star Wars and aliens, but it's so different. 
but I guess they knew that they had this cheap movie and they figured, you know, if now's a good time to capitalize on cheap sci-fi and the really after the release of Star Wars is the time to do it. But yeah, the weird references to it is just it's just strange. It I mean it just it's it's a nice way of dating the movie like we know this came out right after Star Wars, but yeah. Yeah. Um uh, I, I I found one other thing I want to talk about. Okay. Um Okay, this movie could have been good. The mm-hmm. the premise of it is totally fine. And I think there are like two ways that it could have been done in a better way. Number one, it's like um a the thing. Where we don't know who has the laser blast, but someone does. Like the begin there's a cold opening. The cold opening is the same, but then some unknown person comes and picks up the laser. Mm. and then we there's multiple main characters because the movie really is just heavily focused on billy but there are more main characters and then they get picked off and we don't know who who's doing it i think that could work and Mm. also just this movie but just way better (laughs) um like they focus more on like body horror of his transformation um he his relationship is more believable um the world that they live in is more believable like his mom just leaves him just okay okay (laughs) um yeah just just if it was more believable and better and cooler and less insecure and you know just cool and the last thing the biggest issue I have with this movie is Billy's horrendous paint job on his van. He has three feet just painted on his van for no reason. I don't get it. It doesn't look good. It's not cool. Um, I, I, it just sucks. That was the worst part of the movie. Every time it was on screen, I gave this movie zero bags. It's groovy, man. No, it's not. <laughs> He's got he's got three black feet on his his Volkswagen van. Really says it's a so lot. Cool. It's just cool. It's cool. It's a cool van though. You know. It's a nice. You know what? Van. I'll say I'll say this: the movie you know makes you it makes you wish you were a California teen in the late seventies driving around with your uh, your pimping van and your pimping laser gun. So, and there's no other kind of movie that'll replicate that feeling. No. No. No other movie is like this. I agree, though. Like the premise is fine. Like this, is, it's classic. Like kind of sci-fi B movie premise. But we've seen movies that have, you know, kind of similar premises that you just do something good with it. It's just this movie. The script is bad, and you know there probably wasn't a lot of faith in this film overall. So this is the kind of movie where I would a remake would be cool. You know, I don't know who has the rights for this. Doesn't look like it was distributed by Irwin Yablin's company. As a note, apparently, what happened was there was a sequel, uh, tentatively titled Laser Blast Two, in the eighties, and it was in development or apparently partially completed, and then nobody heard about it. And then in the nineties, early nineties, an ad in Variety magazine offered full sale for the rights of the film. But it's unknown if it was purchased, and nobody has ever seen that film. So somebody's got to get digital. Shit. 
uh, well, we don't know if it's like partially finished, it was fully finished, or even if it was much into production. But apparently, somebody has the rights to it. Let's get a that stuff pisses me off. <laughs> well, you know what? It's like one of those things where like the studio's like, "Hey, we make this movie, and if it's not making us money, then like fuck this, right?" Like, just, I don't no, not that part. But it's just like people buy stuff that people want and then bye bye it's in my private collection <laughs> i own the oh right can we see it blast. no no you can't like people do that with like props all the time like they'll just buy up an original lucas lightsaber like oh can we have pictures of that no no <laughs> i've decided that no just for pictures no <sighs> yeah people like that Oh, it kind of ticks me off. Like, if you want to buy it for yourself, cool, but give like let us have a little taste or something. Come give on, give it to the people. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um. So ten bags for this movie, I think, um, is in order. Ten bags. I'll give this movie. I'll give this movie four ten bags out of a hundred. I think. <laughs> so you wait. Did you say four tens out of a hundred? Four ten bags out of a hundred bags of popcorn. I, I think that's fair. Okay, so that's yeah, that's very fair. I would say so. I mean, that's four. That's ten bags times four. So I mean, the first ever forty bags on the show. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, for me, you know, this one's tough because this movie is shit. But um, I enjoyed it like the whole way, and that's one thing I'll have to say was so bad. It's good movies that usually. At some point in the film, as we talked about in our Jack Frost episode, you kind of tune out and you realize, okay, I'm watching a shit movie and it's really starting to set in and the novelty. <laughs> but this one's brief enough and it's got enough kind of gags and it's got enough silliness that it sells the movie for me. I'm going to give this three bags out of five. This is a three bag. You know what? I've changed my score. It's a it's three ten bags out of <laughs> No, you can't do this. I've done it. You I'm can't sorry. reduce bags after they've been given. It's, well, uh, I think, well, if we can do your two reductions for holiday special, I think. Um, that was uh, special. That was special scenario because I was, that first episode when I was doing it, I was delirious. I was, <laughs> I was in a state of shock. I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. But now after clarity set in, I realized what I'd done. Fine, you get three, three, ten bags. That's still the biggest, the most bags you've ever given. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll watch this again. And you know, they had a cool, um, like pseudo VHS release of this at um, Sunrise Records, where it was like VHS style box, but I'm pretty sure it just had like a Blu-ray inside. Mm -hmm. I think I'll, I'll definitely pick that up if I see it again. Yeah, you know, this is the kind of film that I would definitely put on as, like, for a laugh with some buddies, and, like, to own would be nice, especially if the Blu-ray is cheap and it's got some, like, bonus features. I can't imagine there's, like, you know, stu uh, actor interviews or anything like that for this film, but uh, uh, I do see what you're looking at. Uh, Laser Blast VHS Retro Big Box Collection from Full Moon Features. Yeah. It, it looks very, it does look very nice. Ooh, it comes with a figure? Is this what I'm seeing? Oh, I didn't know. Okay. You get in Laser Blast Alien figurine, and you better believe it looks like the Star Wars kind of Kenner packaging. Looks pretty cool, honestly. 
I like the oh, it does. The, the alien designs are cool. They're like kind of insectoid. They got like a sort of th- a thorax, I guess. It like they just yeah. have a gas. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, there I made a cool. meme of this movie cover in Melee Hell in like. <laughs> 2016. I don't know if I still have that. If I do, that's going to be the picture for the... Uh, yes. I don't know if I have it, but it was like Falco, and he was just laser blasting, and everyone was like Fox on the poster. Uh, no. I don't know if I have it. it. Maybe I'll remake it if I feel up to it. That'd be good. That'd be good. This is uh, the poster, you know what? The poster... Um... He doesn't look like he. It's weird because he's he has the sullen eyes of the alien, but he's not green or they has teeth. I guess because that's spoilers. The other thing is that I like if you look under the poster, like in the bottom right, you have these people running away, and it looks like a fifties kind of sci fi thing where it's like the thing from outer space. Maybe if this movie took the more swarm. inspiration. Maybe if this movie took more inspiration, it'd be better. I also like the flaming skeleton on the full size poster. Looks pretty cool. It's actually, you know what? Honestly, this is a decent poster. Billy was a kid who got pushed around. Then he found the power. <laughs> this summer, he's not fucking around. And Billy's I think back. they need to like they need to make the beginning of the movie like he's pushed around harder. Cause like one thing I didn't understand is he kills the doctor. What is the doc? What did the doctor do wrong? That doesn't make sense. Okay, well that's the. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because that's the one thing, or the one person that he kills that does not have anything to do with his life being crappy. And I guess the explanation, if I had to speculate, would be whatever is possessing him is killing this doctor so he doesn't get discovered. I guess that's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but what would the doctor even, like... The movie like does do the... it where they're like, "Oh, it's inorganic mass and it's space titanium, oh. and it's growing." Yeah, I don't know. I th- I guess it's just like if he takes it to the lab, they're gonna put him in quarantine, and then he can't do his killings or whatever. They don't. The problem is that they don't. I I like the idea that they didn't explain that the whole green skin thing. Like, if I had to guess, the aliens who are killing him... Like, the fact that they don't take the gun makes me think that it's not their gun. It's, like, some other alien. Maybe, like, a little bit of explanation would have been nice because, like... Because they don't explain, some shit just doesn't make sense like that. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. In the remake, don't worry. We'll see in the remake. Alright, I'm gonna call it there. Next week, we have... What do we have next week? We didn't pick one. We didn't pick one. Okay, I sent you a list. Let's pick one off that list right now. Real <clears throat> time. Is it on Discord? No. So I said... I said... Oh, wait, wait where is it? That, that was a different list. Um, I said Caravan of Courage, Big Trouble in Little China, any Godzilla movie, or Face Off. <laughs> Caravan of Courage. You know what? Uh, let me see. Do you want to do... You want to do Big Trouble? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do Big Trouble. It's uh, 
We've had a friend of the show requesting that one, so maybe we'll check that out. Of course, it's Carpenter, it's Kung Fu Action, it's Kurt Russell, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cop classic. Hell yeah! And then, uh, we'll see. We're doing it week by week, but uh, we'll pick one of those two for the next week after. All right, that sounds good. Anything else you want to uh, say? That's about it. Uh, you know what? Next week, yeah, so big trouble. Nothing else much. Uh, I mean, we've both been watching WandaVision. Maybe we won't spoil the new episode, but... Uh, kind of sucks. You know, it's inevitable that they're going to break away from, you know, the, the surrealist sitcom stuff and to get into more what people want, which is marvel oh shield is here doing whatever sword or like i don't care and not every question needed to be answered guys you can have abstractions like you can just not know it's you know it's there's given the lord giveth uh (laughs) the lord taketh away and that's how we roll when we're under the uh, disney regime so it's unfortunate, but uh, you know maybe there's still some. There's still like half the episodes left, right? There's I think it's a nine episodes season, and this is episode four. Did Let's you see. read that somewhere? I think I read that it was nine episodes. Um, yeah, it says nine episodes. So we got five. Maybe they'll fix it. Like, please, please don't end the show. And this is just gonna be my my plea. Do not end the show with a stupid boss battle cutscene. That would be so awesome. Wanda does whatever, and then Plastic Man shows up. And then Ultron shows up. (laughs) And then Iron Man shows up, and he's got a new armor. And he he has super armor that he just presses a button, and he's covered in armor, and he has unlimited bullets. And then, you know, Galaxy Man comes up and he eats the Earth. And then, but actually, it's a poisoned Earth. And then Wanda, look. And then, boom, Star Lord shows up and he's naming to Toto by Africa. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, event. It's gonna be Secret Avengers Four, Prelude. Avengers 4 coming out next year. Boom. Tom Holland's going to show up and he's going to be like, hey guys, you ever heard of Fortnite? And then he does a dab. And then, you know, Doctor Strange Love goes like, ah, what the hell is that? Uh, You got to listen to this Beyonce (laughs) record. And then uh, Thor comes up and he says, hey guys, I just got a McDouble. You. You guys want to go check out the new Star Wars? I I'm good. It's gonna I'm be good. so. It's gonna be so good. I can't wait till they just go full Marvel Cinematic Universe and we're just back on the bullshit we've been on for the last uh, thirteen years. It was so good for three episodes. I was so yeah. happy. I was so happy. And then, well, you know. well, they played Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix at the end, so that was nice. Um, <laughs> Thanks for throwing me that bone, but please don't just don't end it with. I you know I won't Nick even give Fury them. making Avengers two. And... <laughs> I won't even give them the soundtrack thing because that's too easy. Like you know they this is sixty episodes to do the Beach Boys. You know fifties episode yakety yak. It's very simple choices here. Okay, they're good choices, <laughs> but you know they they have Disney bucks so they can license whatever music they want. It's it's 
ain't nothing but a G thing, you know? That's what I said. I was like, dude, imagine the money you must have for a side project TV show to have a Jimi Hendrix song as the closer, as That's... the titles scroll. Like, holy shit. Yeah, they probably the credit scroll. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You know what? We'll, I mean, it's coming out every week. We'll, we'll give some quick updates here and there. But, uh, yeah. And the rocket raccoon will show up and he'll make a uh, time traveling machine out of a Game Boy. And then and then he'll say something like in a raspy voice like, hey, you know, what is this dump? <laughs> <laughs> give me your eye. <laughs> give me your eye. I need that guy's leg. Uh, give me your cock. Uh. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And then Hulk will show up, Bruce Banner will show up, and he'll just be really dumb and be like, ooh, I tripped. <laughs> I, I actually, I think Mark Ruffalo is not done with the franchise. I could be wrong. Uh, but I think, because uh, Downey's gone and Evans is gone, and I think Johansson is gone, but I think... Black Panther's gone. R.I.P. You know, hopefully they don't make another movie, because I mean... As Eric Andre as a Black Panther... That would be. They should put him in the MCU. I mean, he's already under. He's already done the Lion King, which means that he's already playing nice with Disney, which is kind of surprising. But uh, you know, put him in the MCU. I could see him doing well in like a CGI alien voice acting role or something. Could be cool. Could be funny. He could be a uh, Rubber Man. Uh, <laughs> who's Rubber Man? I don't know. He's made out of rubber or something. He fell I looked into up, a vat. I looked rubber up <laughs> after his girlfriend killed him. I looked up Rubber Man on Google. Uh, here's the first result. Rubber Man is a BDSM fetish coverall made of <laughs> shiny black latex uh, from American Horror Story. So I think you would do well as Rubber Man as well. Rubber Man would be a good role. Holy shit, Rubber Man is Zachary Quinto, a.k.a. Spock? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's nutty. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. We'll see you guys next week. Stay frosty.